Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting solopreneurs share their startup stories. They also deliver tangible strategies that they would implement personally if starting their business over today. Each episode is a startup masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups, and my special guest today is Donna Serdula. Donna, thank you for joining us on Rising Tide. Hi, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, we were talking offline, and I I told Donna I'd watched a couple of interviews she had done on on YouTube, and um, we've had a couple of other LinkedIn folks online on, on the uh, on the pod before, but. I think this is like a whole new level. We've, we've gone DEFCON 2 today on uh, on LinkedIn experts. So Donna, if you and I met at a networking event, how would you introduce yourself? We, well, you know, Kevin, if we met at a networking event, I am one of those people. I always like to hear what the other person does first. <laughs> <laughs> that way I can cater. You know, my introduction to them, that's that's always my, my that's little wise. secret there. But you know what? What, what, what my company does is, you know, we help people, we help people tell their story. You know, it's hard to write about yourself. It's, you know, it's really hard to see our own strengths. It's hard to uh, just, just articulate who you are, your value, what you stand for, why you do what you do. But in this day and age, you, you have to be able to, you have all of these different digital outposts. You have so many areas where you can tell people about yourself if not even just, just at a networking event, but just, you know, just through social media and the internet and all of that good stuff, it's hard to do. So we, we do it for you. <laughs> but is that specifically related just to LinkedIn or is it more broadly than that? You know, we started, it was just LinkedIn. That was, that was our bread and butter. That was what we were known for. And what we found is um, as we would help executives and professionals and entrepreneurs uh, they'd say to us, you know, you're, you're amazing. How can, I need you to help me with this. And I need you to help me with this. And so, you know, it went from being just a LinkedIn profile to, uh, to resumes, to blogs, to speeches, to presentations, uh, to white papers, um, websites, uh, you name it. We've, we've written it. That is, that's a broad category. I'm trying to think of the, what's the perfect intersection. Is it branding? Is it marketing? Is it identity? Is it, you know, you know, it, it's, it is, it? I, I like to call it, I, I call it professional branding. I, I think that's actually very accurate in, in what you described. And you, I think I, I saw somewhere where you started this, what, maybe you went on your own after 10 years in another agency approximately? Is that, is that fair? Oh, it, mm, no, I think, I, I think at that point I was probably 15 years into my career. Um, I think so. I can't do math. So I'll just go with that. <laughs> so what was that progression? Walk, walk us through that. So take us back, you know, a few years and say, okay, I was working for this company. I was doing this, this uh, yeah. kind of this line and it kind of led to me stepping out on my own. Yeah, I, I started. I started my business in two thousand and nine. Um, prior to that, I was in um, first. Uh, uh, like I, I worked as a sales rep. I, I worked as like a trainer, um, a sales rep, and then from there I went into like a more corporate 
type of position. I, I started up a, the, the company was like, we need you to start this customer care department. And then it was, we need someone to create a CRM and like wherever there was a project, they would just sort of put me and I would just create whatever was, whatever they needed. Um, in 2006, um, it was actually 2005. I got on LinkedIn for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And I did what everyone else did. I just copied and pasted my resume and said, oh, this seems like the most useless tool out there. (laughs) (laughs) And I I suddenly found myself um, uh, getting a new new job, new position. And this time I was in like a really dog-eat-dog, high-pressured sales environment. Um, I was, I didn't even realize what I had signed up for when I, when I joined this company, I had like, I was so blind. I, I now cringe, uh, at my, uh, how naive I was. Um, but I had basically signed up to be a reseller for AutoCAD software. And what that means is I was selling the exact same product, the exact same service and product as my competitors. Mm. And we were, I, it was a new territory. So all of the other competitors were absolutely entrenched. And here I am, I've got to, to, to create this territory and, and sell into this pre-existing, you know, area. And it was, it was so hard because like, I'm like, I'm selling exactly the same thing. Like, how do you differentiate yourself? Right. How can I get people to switch? What's a value add here? Yeah. Yeah. When it's exactly the same <laughs> I'll buy you a bigger steak and we'll buy, have a, di- a nicer dinner. But other than that, it's the same thing. So it, it was very much the same thing. But then I realized that I was the differentiator. Mm-hmm. People wanted to, to do business with, with me and with, you know, when we did have other things that, but it took a while. It, it wasn't easy. But during this time, I was cold calling. I'm trying to get myself into these, 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 you know, these offices. And I found that LinkedIn was this amazing tool. Like it allowed me to see into companies and see who these people were. And um, I mean, ultimately that was when I had my epiphany, which was, oh my goodness, I'm looking at people, I'm checking out their LinkedIn profile and it's always terrible. Like it never tells me (laughs) what I want to see. And at that time I realized that, guess what? People were looking at me and they were seeing the exact same, like not trying, no effort, and, and I realized, wait, people want to know who I am. They want to know who's coming into their office. They want to know who's been calling them and trying to get them to switch. And as soon as I put effort into my profile and I really started to think in terms of, wait, people are looking for someone like me. How about if I try to intersect with them through the keywords that they use? That was the game changer. It was just a game changer for me. It was a game changer for the business. Um, things started to really change. And then it was in 2009 that I said, I want to do this for a living. I want, I want to have my own business. I want to help other people embrace technology and the internet and social media, but even more specifically LinkedIn. And I started my business and the rest is history. (laughs) So was there a, was there a point that that you got in your, in your, I guess, your corporate life that you decided, Hey, this, this has got a transition or was it an involuntary transition that where you kind of stepped into, into the new role or 
or did you, were they overlapped? I mean, I think people are, are really interested in this, that transition point because they're worried about, I'm walking away from health insurance. I'm walking away from a salary. You know, I'm going out on my own. Oh yeah. Was, it's scary. That, that little segue there in life. I, I had always wanted to have my own business. My father was in sales. He mm -hmm. was a pure commission sales rep. And he, I saw through him a little bit of what it means to have that, that level of freedom. You know, as long as he made the quota, they left him right. alone. Right. And there was something very, very attractive to me about that. Um, and I want, I really wanted to have, I wanted so, so badly to have my own business, but I could not figure out what I could offer. I truly did not think I had any, I really didn't think I had any marketable skill and I couldn't figure out what I could bring. And it's funny because in my, like, on, you know, just as, not just as a side gig, but just what I, I loved designing websites. I loved blogging. I loved helping people with computers. Like, you know, people would say, oh, Donna, can you come over and help my mom understand how the heck to use email? And like, it, I was doing what I'm, what I do today, but at like a different, a different scale, but nothing has really changed. You know, like even then, I was writing instructions and showing people through video how to do certain things. I mean, it was always there. I was always mm. doing it, but I was doing it for other people. I was doing it as a favor. I was doing it as part of my job. And it came so easily to me that I didn't see it as a strength. I just assumed everyone had this ability. Right. But it was when I, I went to work for Microdesk selling the Autodesk software that I was very much, you know, put into this territory. And, you know, I started to interact with a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs. And, and I began to see that, wait, these people need this help and no one is helping them. I could do it. I was lucky. I was, I was single. I had no kids. Um, I had, you know, I had a, a condo, you know, but I, I didn't have huge expenses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had saved enough of a nest egg that I was able to start the business. And I didn't make, I'm going to tell you, I didn't make any money that first year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was basically living off of my savings. Um, the second year, it got a little bit better. By the third year, it was great. Mm. And that was yeah, 2012 is when I brought on my first two writers. I now have over runway. 20 writers with me. Yeah, you you needed that almost a three year runway, you know, to mm -hmm. to really kind of hit that tipping point. And um, it's it's interesting that did were you doing some of this? Like, I mean, I, I can picture in my mind, you know, you sitting there selling this AutoCAD software to a to a business, an architecture firm or engineering firm or whatever. And you're going. Oh, by the way, I looked at your LinkedIn profile and it looks terrible. <laughs> Good. You know, if you would change, you know, if you'd add some keywords here and you'd rewrite that a little bit, I think you would have, you know, your presence online would really, really improve. Yeah. Were you doing that kind of ad hoc before you actually started doing it professionally? You know, I, I was, I was, I wasn't saying like, oh, your profile needs work. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I but I was, I was saying things like, 
In fact, I remember, I remember um, giving a presentation to the sales team about how to network online and offline. And I talked about, you know, how to, how to work a room. So mm-hmm. like how to go to a networking event, work the room. But then I, I followed it up with, but guess what? After the networking event, you have this, this stack of business cards, you go onto LinkedIn and you start connecting with them that way. And I remember talking to them about like the six touch points that you need to convert that prospect, you know, to a lead to then to a, to a sale. So yeah, I was, I was doing that back a long time ago. (laughs) So it was a natural transition, you know, into, I guess, doing that professionally. And so, you know, everybody that, that comes up with a service like this, one of the, I think one of the sticking points that they run into is how to price it. So how in the world did you, I mean, I'm sure you've changed your price 15 times, you know, in the process. We just changed the pricing in January. (laughs) (laughs) But that was probably a little more data driven than anything else. But how, how did you, when you first started, you said, you know what, for five hundred dollars, I'll help you do your profile. Oh, Kevin, so for, I wish, I, mean, I wish I had used the five hundred dollar mark. <laughs> no, ninety nine, ninety nine. I did ninety nine. That was my. Fr- and what's funny is, I, 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 I didn't know. I had no idea, and no Most one does. Yeah. You know, it's it's really hard. And even now, I'm. I'm I sometimes, you know, flip and flop and like, am I doing this? Is it too high? Is it too low? (laughs) You just, you have to just do it. But when I first started, um, I had one, it was one service. It was work with me directly and it was $99. And I would rewrite that profile. And I remember saying to my boyfriend at the time, who is no longer in my life. um, But I remember saying to him, you know, I, I don't know what to price it at. I'm thinking maybe 200. And I remember him saying, you can't, you can't even get a hundred for this. Like really just be honest with yourself. Like there's very little value here. You're going to be lucky to get a hundred. Like cringe. Like how horrible is that? Thank you for all that encouragement. <laughs> you know, that's, it's terrible. And, but there's a lot of people out there, people that you love, people that you've brought into your life and you're trusting them and they're going to tell you things like that. Yeah. And you have to believe in yourself and you have mm. to say, wait, mm. there is value. I know like you have to trust in your, your gut. I, I didn't, I, I priced it at 99 because it wasn't a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what I did for an, for about, I'm trying to think, maybe two years. Then I thought, you know what, let me let me put another price point up there just to see. I think I went to 200 at that point. And later on, I had this amazing mentor, an amazing uh, like coach that uh, I worked with. And he had said to me, you need to have three levels because there's three types of people in this world. There's those cheap people who will never pay full price, there's the, the, the middle person who will, who will buy, who always does the middle. <laughs> and then you got the person who always want the best. He said, so if you do three, you're going to get one of them. <laughs> you know, they're all, you're going to make everybody happy. So I remember I went, okay, I'm going to do uh, 200, 500. And then I thought I'm going to put the top one at a thousand, just, just for the heck of it, because that's hysterical. A thousand dollars for a profile. Like that's insanity. 
do you know I sold more at a thousand than I ever sold at any other price point? And we've left a thousand a long time ago. Like we, we sell it for much more now. Yeah. But you probably do more and you, you bring more to the table too. I was doing exactly the same thing at 99 as I was doing at a thousand, but I'm going to tell you this, that was also over 10 years ago. You Mm. know, I've learned, I've, you know, like everything has changed. I've worked with so many high level people. You know, I have a team of writers who are amazing and they're bringing their own life experiences into it. So it is worth, like it's, it is worth that. The value is is actually more than that. Because if you think of what these people get, they mm-hmm. understand who they are, where they've been. They, they have a much better understanding of their own strengths. They can now articulate their story. They're putting themselves out there in a manner where they're colliding with searches. They're getting, they're getting knocks on the door from recruiters, from hiring managers. They're switching jobs. They're earning. I mean, it's not unheard of. Unheard of for my phone to ring and a client says, I'm making a hundred, hundred grand more than I did because yeah. of what you did. Yeah. They're going to happily pay that two grand or five grand or whatever that yeah. magic package is now. And it's, I, I, I am curious. Uh, there's a theory that, that out there that says, you know, you price it too low. People will value it at that. And oh, you know, the, yeah. when they look at something that, you know, it may be the same service at 99 versus 999, they're thinking, well, obviously the 999 has got to be better. And it, oh, yeah. you know, it may be the exact same thing, but you're, like you said, you, you priced it a thousand and you started selling on, you know, virtually at that level versus, you know, the yeah. other levels you're offering. You know, so what do you think? At the same time, I think when you're not in, you know, when I first started, it was just me, mm-hmm. you know, and then once you start to bring on a team and you start to, you know, then you start to get overhead. <laughs> right. But right. you also start to realize, you know, what's out there and, mm-hmm. and who, like it's not easy to find good writers. Yeah, I mean, true. there's you can walk down the street. There's a rock you can turn it, turn the rock over. There's a writer, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but they're not a good writer. Right, right. They're the ninety nine dollar writer, not the nine ninety nine writer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's to me, it's you have to know your value, you know. And I think that's something that you have to always reevaluate and recalibrate especially mm-hmm. now with the inf- inflation, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that we've got to, you know, really wrap our brains around because what we think a hundred dollars is, you know, it's not going to buy as much anymore. Right. So you, you have to keep, you know, recalibrating. And COVID, I mean, just think of the other things that have just impacted, you know, just the business world and how people work. And, um, you know, the, I think LinkedIn has actually been, exponentially more valuable to people, you know, post COVID, or at least as a result of COVID than it was before. I mean, whether you're looking for a job or whether you're looking to connect with people that you don't have those natural in office connections anymore, you know, with people, or you're, you're not meeting them in their office. So you need to learn, you need to have other sources of information to, to really learn more information about people you're dealing with. We, um, I'll say this, you know, when I, when I started the business, it was always virtual, you know, so, Mm -hmm. and then bringing people on, I have people from, I always hire within the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but they always work from their, their homes, you know, we make our own hours. So what, what these companies are beginning to realize is, is is something that we've done. (laughs) We've done it for a long time. There's so much value to being able to have that flexibility 
And, and at least for us, it just, it always worked really well, you know, to be able to talk to people over the phone. There's no need to be like right there. You waste an entire day just getting ready and driving somewhere where it's just as easy to just pick up the phone or turn on Zoom. Right. Right. That, that makes perfect sense. And I, I and I think it, you know, you can even hire better writers if you they don't they're not required to move to Philadelphia or whatever that, you know, that that demand is on on a kind of geographic location. But I I mean I love the idea that, you know, kind of going out on your own year three, we kind of hit that tipping point where we're actually, you know, starting to really generate some real revenue. We got a team coming in. So what are if you look back, um, you know, what, what is one thing that, uh, that you think has been a real game changer for you just as a founder, you know, that you know now that you might not have known then? You know, one, I think, I think what I really learned is there is a need for that objective third party to work with professionals and to give them a much better understanding of themselves and and how to present themselves. And it's something I, I think we, we see and we don't realize that how you present yourself, the stories that you tell, the way you think about yourself, but also the way you, you tell other people to think about you makes a huge, it's, it's huge. And, and if you can truly tap into that brand and that story and take control of it, you can take control of your, your career and your trajectory. But it's something that you can't you can't do it alone, or at least very rarely can you do it alone. And if you look at those people who are at the higher tier at the, you know, the, you know, they're not doing it, they've never done it themselves. Right. They've hired the best, they've outsourced it and they've reaped the rewards because it's, it's truly an investment. It's not an expense, mm. but at the same it pays time, dividends we, for sure. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's really the, the interest on yourself is the best mm -hmm. interest of them all, but um, it's not, it's not easy to find the right partner. And I think if, you know, the one thing I think I would do differently now is I was a little bit more transactional in the beginning of, of the business. It was like, let's just write as many as we could. And now it's more for me, it's let's make relationships. Mm. And the people that we work with, I wanna work with them for the rest of their career. And I wanna work with their kids and I wanna work with their brothers and sisters and you know, their colleagues. It's like, I wanna I want make sure that we're creating a relationship that you know, it builds not only them, but their, their close circle as well. I've done this for four years. And I, I think the most successful uh, guests we've had on the podcast have said that over and over and over again, relational over transactional. I mean, they've said it yeah. a multitude of different ways, but how often I have heard that. I mean, I, 
it, it sometimes it takes a long time to sink into this old brain but uh, i mean just it that is so um consistently true you know that that well, is a truth nugget so consistent yeah porter gale says your network your net worth your network is your net worth right. <laughs> i just totally right. bungled it your no, no, net it's just, yeah. work is your net worth mm-hmm. and it's something that we're not really taught. I mean, people tell us, they tell us that, but I don't think people, especially, especially young professionals. And, and you know what, Kevin, I, I might even say those who are just in corporate and they're just sort of working their job, you know, and they're not really, they don't have really necessarily a career vision. It's more like their vision is the paycheck. Right. The weekend. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if, if you want to be one of those people that, you know, you have that career vision, you, you do need to really think in terms of, okay, who, who, who have I met mm-hmm. and how can I give them value? How can I educate? How can I connect them with the people that they need? Like, how can I be assistance of assistance? Right. And then the funny thing that happens is when you're, when you just keep giving and giving and giving. You don't even have to ask people, you know, give back. Mm. Well, I mean, obviously that's the case. I mean, of the way you've, you've done your business, because if you have, you know, repetitive, you know, retained clientele, if you have referrals, you know, all those things you mentioned, I, I love that, you know, you're talking, I want to work with you for a long time. I want to work with your brothers and your sisters and your kids. I want to work with your colleagues, you know, your, yeah. the people you manage. I want to, you know, the next level down your, your mid-level managers or whatever. So, so they can kind of grow, you know, their mm-hmm. own, their own brand and, and identity, you know, business identity. But now, the one thing that I love is when we work on someone's profile. And then they say, you need to come in and do my entire leadership team. Mm -hmm. And now I want you to do our sales team. And now I want you to do our data architect team, because we're having a hard time recruiting people for that. Yeah, You know, and it's, you know, it's, it, it went from being this, you know, one-off type of, you know, the individual to let's really look and brand a company at the employee level, because they're your number one assets. There is no doubt about it. I, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, we were going to DEFCON 2 here on in LinkedIn land, but, uh, and I know you mentioned, you know, other services for sure that, you know, you provide in your portfolio, but I, uh, as we wrap up today, I, I'd like to just steal a couple of freebies here from you that um, for our audience that, you know, we mentioned, you know, before we hit recording, that if, if you can just think of one or two key things that you think would really help, you know, our, our listeners, you know, as they utilize LinkedIn as a, as a tool to be more relational over transactional, you know, and, and how they conduct their business, what would those one or two things be? You know, the, the first thing I would say is, you know, if you are in that situation where you're making connections, you're, you're meeting with people, um, chances are people are landing on your LinkedIn profile. Mm. And you may say, oh, I've got a website. Oh, I'm on Instagram. They're still going to that LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. People are landing there, Uh, especially if you're looking for opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity to be had just on LinkedIn by itself. So I would say, visit your LinkedIn profile and, and, and just look at it through 
the lens of, I don't know who this person is and say to yourself, you know, is it clear who I am? Is it clear what I do? Is it clear how I help? Is it clear what I stand for? Like, is that, is that coming through? Chances are, <laughs> chances are you haven't looked at it in five years or 10 mm -hmm. years. And, and chances are it might be branded for who you were a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So my first tip would be, it's time to look at it and really say to yourself, is this profile something from the past or is it pointed and aligned to my future? And then you need to work through getting it to where it needs to be. Now, what I will say is this, there's so many areas. No one recognizes the breadth and the depth of the LinkedIn profile. There is a background graphic, there's a profile picture, there's the headline, there's the featured section, there's the contact information, there's the experiences, there's the volunteer experiences, there's the projects, there's the patents, there's the certifications, there's the courses, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's the skills. I could keep going. It's, it's vast. It's so you're not going to get page. this done in five minutes, guys. Okay. No, yeah, it is certainly in depth. <laughs> it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of depth to this. Um, but, you know, definitely look at the top and the one area that I think is more important than all others is the headline. Mm. And the reason why the headline is so important is it's not just relegated to the profile. The headline follows you on LinkedIn. So if you post, it's your picture, it's your name, it's your headline. If someone is searching for someone like you, and you're in the search results, the search result consists of your picture, your name, your headline. Mm. What about and comments? Say that again. Like oh, comments? yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's wow. it's it's always there. Picture, name, headline. Now the headline gets truncated a little bit, right. a little right. collapsed, but it's there. It's there. If you if you recommend someone on LinkedIn, if you message someone on LinkedIn, if you go to connect with someone on LinkedIn, mm. it's always there, Kevin. It's always there. And here is your chance, 220 characters, to get a person to go, ooh, this is someone that I want to learn more about. Ooh, this is someone that can help me. Ooh, I'm going to click on this profile versus another one because this, this one seems closer to what I'm looking for. And so if you can create a headline in 220 characters that says who you are, what you do, how you help, and you infuse your keywords in there, you're going to have so much success on LinkedIn. You're going to get, you're going to turn up higher in search and you're going to get more clicks, more hits to your profile. And then if you've optimized your profile, you're going to get more opportunity. Right. Um, so, okay. So then how do you do it? 220 characters. You've already told me how what, the recipe, but how do I do it? If you visit my website, if you go to linkedin-makeover.com, you go to free tools. I've got a LinkedIn headline generator. It's an app. I had a developer do it for me. Um, and it's almost like the old game Mad Libs. Did you ever play Mad Libs when you were a kid? I don't think so, but uh, that does sound familiar. It's, they were like little books and, and it would be a story. And you'd say, okay, give me a noun, give me a mm. verb. And then you'd write it in and then you'd tell the story. And it always was kind of cute and funny and silly. Um, it, this is similar. It's not as, it's not funny, but basically I ask for certain bits of information and you enter it in. 
And then you hit generate at the bottom and it spits out a 220 character keyword infused headline. You can copy wow. it and paste it right in. And the other tool is from what I remember, maybe another interview is like, it changes the, the, the format of the text potentially. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's another one that is really, really fun. And what it does is people ask me all the time, they're like, Donna, I need, I need to format the text on my LinkedIn profile. Like I want to put some bullets in and I want to bold and I want to italicize. You can't do it. You can't do any of that. Not natively. So what I did is I created a, it, it's basically like faux text. Mm -hmm. So it looks at like all of the Unicode symbols that are out there and it maps the symbols that look like bolded text. It and it maps it with italics. So you type in um, like speaking engagements, you know, find like a head or whatever you want it to say. Um, and it will, it's so it's, it doesn't, it's not really speaking engagements. It just looks like speaking engagements. So, but it's bold and you, you can, you copy it, paste it into your profile. It looks bold. But then again, like the one thing I have to say is it's good for little highlights, like little headers. You don't want to do a lot because it's not searchable. Right. And if, if someone is, yeah. And if someone's using like a screen reader, mm -hmm. they're getting a lot of gobbledygook. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people's profile looks like a lot of gobbledygook. You know, if they haven't, <laughs> haven't worked on it. Uh, there was another cheat code that I think I remember. You said if you actually use your phone, you may get a few more characters in your in your profile than if you do it on your on your on the laptop. That's, that's that, still true. I don't know if that's still true. That was true for quite some time. Um, if you accessed the the mobile app and you went into the headline, you could get more than two hundred and twenty characters. But honestly, people aren't going to read it. <laughs> yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose. And also it always gets truncated. It gets mm -hmm. cut off. Yeah. You know, it, yep. to me, you want to play nice and LinkedIn in the sandbox. <laughs> it didn't Shakespeare say, or, or I'm sorry, Mark Twain said, you know, I was going to write you a short letter, but I didn't have time. So I wrote you a long letter instead, you know, so it's uh, this whole idea of, of, you know, being concise and, and thorough um, in writing, but, but, uh, you know, keep it brief but so clear you know yeah yeah well it's it is uh it's really interesting and i i uh, really appreciate donna you taking time just to just share with our audience today and and it's, it'll be interesting to kind of watch your the progression of your company uh remind us of the name well the, the name of my company is vision board media the website however is linkedin-makeover.com we will make sure that that is uh, in the show notes and uh, I'll try to remember to put a link uh, to the tools in there as well. Maybe there as a, as a unique, you know, link for them. If not, they can find that, that on the, on the website. Yeah, and just uh, click on free tools. I've got a, I've got a slew of other ones as well. There's like a, we have a library of head of background images that you can mm. grab for your profile and, um, a, a whole bunch of bullets, you know, of um, like little squares and stars that you can copy and paste. There's a, there's a slew of things on there. Well, that is very generous of you to provide those resources to uh, not only our listeners, but anybody that would come to your website. And but Donna, thank you again, just for taking time to, to share your story, share your background and, and really share your expertise in not only LinkedIn, but just kind of the content branded 
you know, space that is so important today, you know, as we, as we move more and more online, but really just doing everything you're doing and playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Donna, have a great weekend. Thank you so much, Kevin. You too. Another episode in the books. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening to Rising Tide.